if I don't get called for jury duty, then I will have to work out some stuff with work the next day to try and get out. But Understood. it's not impossible. You could just, just do what improbable. everyone else does and lie to their job and say, oh, I got jury duty the next yeah. day too. But well, I mean, honestly, that's I that's the that would be the plan. <laughs> so you did you did crack the plan. Yeah. It just uh right now I don't know if I actually will have jury duty, but but don't don't test it too much because as you know, what was it? Last year, I guess it was last year, I did have jury duty for yeah. 18, 18 days and it that's was fucking a insane. fucking nightmare. Well, I'm going to learn do more the about gastroenterology. I'm learning more about gastroenterology than I ever thought I would in my entire life. You, you didn't even know how to pronounce it. You learned everything else about it. Gastroenterology? Isn't it gastroenterology? I thought entomology is like the study of. Oh. And then maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe I'm. Well, the you know idiot. what? I'm going to look it up now. You do Please the intro do. while I look it up. All right. Well, welcome to Hot Property, everybody. Uh, my name is Dan Scully. My name is Steve Richards, and Dan Scully is right is gastroenterology. Thank you. Okay, I thought so. I do a yeah. lot of. Uh, I am. I, I of, am uh, the idiot of the day. As as somebody who farts a lot, I've spent a lot of time on uh, websites involving gastroenterology. But here's the thing: gastroenterology. I thought that when you said gastroentomology, I was like, oh, maybe that's like a forensics thing that we study in order to figure out who killed what or did what. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this. What I did learn, and this is the most interesting thing about what I learned in my 18 days of jury duty, is that oh. um, one, you should never do 18 days of jury duty. Number two, um, <clears throat> so this dude who unfortunately passed, that's the the base of the case here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he he had the uh, the old snip snip, the the bypass uh the gastric bypass. bypass yeah what i didn't realize is that when you get the gastric bypass they leave the the ghost stomach in yeah i did not know that and that was kind of terrifying for me because the basis i don't even know if i can talk about this but who gives a shit uh only rob is listening anyway yeah, um, don't tell anyone rob yeah rob shop uh so this dude's like ghost stomach what he like had an injury while he was in prison and he landed on his belly and that ghost stomach was filled with blood and bile oh my god that's so because because he had a history of like crying wolf about shit like that yeah uh no one like gave him the time of day and like actually like looked into like what was causing him to be in such duress and then he fucking died because That's of that. Terrifying. that was that was the whole like cases or the basis of the case. I mean, so it was like <clears throat> someone was suing the the hospital. Yeah, the hospital. OK, That's yeah. thought. OK, damn, that sucks. That's we, we ended up man. finding in favor of the widow. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at, but, I would feel comfortable with that, even with very minimal evidence. But the biggest Issue that, that said, we don't cry wolf about your health. Yeah. Don't cry wolf about your health. Tell your doctor the truth all the time, no matter the what. The biggest issue we had was, and this was really fucked up, is that we had to essentially put a price on this man's life. 
to oh award God. to award the widow. And that was what we spent two days deliberating on. That's it's, insane. Yeah. And it, like when I when I broke it down in my mind, I was like, this is so fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm literally and like, you know, as you know, my father just passed. Like I can't I can't I can't imagine. And like that was all it just happened. Like there's no yeah. there was it's no on the like, up and up. There was no what it's worth, yeah. You know, dirty deeds in the background, but like thinking about putting a price on anyone's life is insane to me. And as the foreman, as the elected foreman, I was like, I don't feel comfortable with any of this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. I, even like, I, I that's just yeah, that's like that's one of those things that's uh, just impossible to avoid in a system that's based around like monetary compensation for things like that. Yeah. But it's also just, it's like even, even the worst, most God awful person trying to put a price on their head just feels gross to me. You know, even if it's someone who I'm like, I don't even care if you're alive. They're like, well, how much is their life worth? I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do that. Like I can't. Well, I think that we could easily say like Hitler, $0. $0. $0 on Hitler. But if we're talking market prices, you got to factor in notoriety and things like that. And so <laughs> it's like his life might not be worth any money to save, but how much was his life worth to kill? Like, you know, wanted dead or alive, here's the award. You know, like, so there's yeah, a Yeah, but he killed of... himself, so he doesn't even get the reward. Yeah. No one gets a reward. Now, Osama saying, bin Laden, I would say, like, point... maybe, like, you know, if you, if the whoever took out Osama bin Laden, a couple bill. Chris Pratt. I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Pratt took. Oh, yeah. Chris Pratt did take him out. Yeah, in a Zero Dark Thirty, Chris yeah. Pratt took him down. I, I mean, he was on Jessica the squad. Jessica Chastain. Oh no, that, that was the boss. Uh, it was Jessica Chastain. It was. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, get, I get my redheads confused. Who was the one in um, Jurassic World? Bryce Dallas Howard. The uh, the other Jessica yeah. Chastain. Two just jaw droppingly gorgeous and insanely talented redheads. That don't actually look that similar, but who I can see confusing because they check yeah. all of those aforementioned boxes. They have the same kind of cadence of like those that that wide eyed. Yeah, I I think that to person. me they're the thing that I would confuse them is I think they have very similar voices and speaking styles. They do, yeah. I would say though that they have different acting styles across the board. I would agree with that, and also Chris Pratt is everywhere, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's, so he's, he's Chris Pratt it. has actually been in every movie since the creation of film. He's just he's that yeah. guy. That's just it's crazy how ubiquitous he is. Yeah, I remember. Like, when I he remember was he was in the like... Maltese Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was back when he was a little heavier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he was he played the cane in Citizen Kane. Yeah, before he had to lose the weight for Marvel, he was yeah. in Citizen Kane, where he played Orson Welles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I uh, I remember uh, actually my my dad went to see Guardians of the Galaxy one with me because he had never seen a Marvel movie, but he was like, "This looks good. I hear that guy's funny." I was like, "You don't need to know anything. Let's do it." But yeah. watching that movie, it was like watching Harrison Ford happen. Like, like Chris Pratt went from yeah. a guy that we all kind of recognize to like overnight, this is the guy. And it's just wild because at that point, I remember thinking there's going to be a point when we're fucking sick of him. And now we're kind of living that reality. And yep. I still like the guy. I don't, even I don't, even know, it is, so whatever. far as that Harrison Ford said, you know what? Chris Pratt's not going to take over Indiana Jones. I'm going <laughs> to do another one. 
I'm doing a fifth one, motherfucker. <laughs> Get off I'm 86 my years old. I'm 86 years old, and I'm going to fucking do it. Fuck you, Chris Pratt. I'm Harrison Ford. And Chris Pratt's like, well, then I'm going to marry a Schwarzenegger. He's like, I don't care about your Schwarzenegger. Dude, speaking of Star Wars, I got to say, the new... Uh, let's talk video games for a quick second. Yeah, we can, the we new, can talk video games. That's a part of this shit. The new Jedi uh, Survivor game yeah. is Choice. I keep seeing ads for it in my social media feeds. Oh, they're everywhere. They're where like it Chris shows Pratt. someone doing a blue screen recording for the game. Yeah. And how does that... Is that a new thing? I feel like we've motion captured people no, before, that was, but is that, that like a, a new tech? Bit. That was a marketing bit because uh, Mark Hamill came in and like gave uh, Cameron Monaghan. Is that his name? I don't know if that's the guy, but that the is dude from Shameless. Yeah, that's that's his name. Yeah. I think is it? Yeah, I think it's Cameron Monaghan. Um, he he like he came in to give him tips on how to be a Jedi. And I, I'm doing air quotes for uh, the listeners here. Um, he was, and that was the whole like marketing. That was a whole commercial about. Like Luke Skywalker. I was gonna getting... ask because I had the sound off, so I was just like, "Oh, look, they're green screening something." Oh, look, it's Mark Hamill. And then I scrolled past it, so it wasn't I, good. It wasn't yeah. like very well done. Yeah, I just got excited because I was like, "He's doing bow staff shit like Darth Maul." And then I scrolled on to look at you know cats and shit. Well, it's cool because like you have uh, up to five different, four or five different stances you can do. One is the regular lightsaber. Wait. Explain to me even what this game is, because like, I, what system is it on? I know nothing about it. Short of that, it's commercial. on all. It's on all the new gen systems. So I, I got a PS5 recently. Um, that's what I'm playing it on. But it's on all the nice. new. So it's on Xbox and it's on PC. And um, essentially, the story is it takes place between the prequels and the original trilogy. And it's all that about sweet like sweet spot where Andor happens. Yeah. It actually takes place during Andor. All right, dude. Um, well, I mean, there's like nobody from Andor or like any like no, the Mando doesn't show up or anything like that. Like yeah, yeah. there's no there's no tie-ins, but it's essentially just a, this one dude who survived the mass execution of all the Jedi Order 66. Um, he survived that and like kind of hid. Uh, and he was like a what they call a scrapper. He was like just taking apart all yeah, the yeah. imperial ships and stuff like that. I, see, um, I know my way around some Star Wars. I know yeah, what a scrapper yeah, yeah. is. Well, I'm, I'm explaining for the listener because you know <laughs> people may, maybe not maybe don't know as much Star Wars lore as we know. So this is how I found out that Rob is not a Star Wars fan because this is a heartbreaking moment. No, Rob is a. Actually, I don't know if Rob. I think Rob is a Star Wars fan. Rob, so you are you a Star Wars fan? <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, i'm sorry keep going no but um so he in the first game he this is a sequel game in the first game he like finds this like holocron who uh is <clears throat> which is like uh given to him by the ghost of an old uh jedi consult okay so some star wars shit with the name uh with the names of all the jedis who survived order 66 and at the end of the game, spoiler alert, he destroys it so that nobody can get their hands on it. Uh, even though that information could help save multiple lives, he thought the best thing to do was to destroy it so that nobody could find these yeah. people, whatever, wherever they are. It would ultimately um, save more lives exactly. to not have this information in the Let world. Let the secret yeah. be a secret and move on. 
Yeah. And then there's a really great scene at the end of the first game where Darth Vader comes in. He fucking obviously fucks shit up. And uh, you you end up like narrowly escaping at the end of the game. And so the new game is all about... I don't really know what it's about yet because I'm only like eight hours in, which is... And shout out. Shout out Darth Vader, by the way. I yeah, think shout, you know, just shout out Darth Vader because Darth Vader is a is a very he's good the listener. Shit. He's listened to every episode of our podcast. Well, I just mean in terms of like, I know this sounds ridiculous, but in terms of scum and villainy, that dude's the king. Dude, the end of Rogue One, it, it's unfucking believable. Yeah, I, Rogue One is so. I mean, I don't want to say underrated. I don't know how people generally feel about it. But I like, think that's it. I think it's perfectly rated as the best Star Wars ever. Okay, yeah, I'm into it. I love, I fucking love Rogue One, dude. Yeah. You gotta watch Andor. But it's like, it's kind of like that whole situation with like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like, yeah, that's the best Die Hard, but it wouldn't be what it is without the context around it. You know, it's not Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's. But die hard. I, I do think that Die Hard with a Vengeance is probably the best Die Hard. But you wouldn't get there without Die Hard One. See, I think Die Hard with a Vengeance is probably the most rewatchable Die Hard. But um. Die Hard's the best Die Hard, dude. Yeah, it's the best Christmas <laughs> movie, too. But Jeremy fucking Irons, dude. Jeremy He's fucking the best. Irons. He's, He's coming up Oh, on the next episode of uh, I Like to Movie Movie. Listeners, listen up. Uh, on the next episode, we're covering adaptation. And I'm just going to say this. Jeremy Irons will be coming up. He's in that in movie? This- He's not in that movie, but he will be coming up in the show because I got thoughts about a recent Jerry, Jeremy Irons watch that I want to save for the movie podcast. All right, sure. But, man, he's the best. <laughs> he is. Like, dude, like, think about... All right, Darth Vader, great villain, right? Great villain. But Hans three, Gruber. three people needed to play him. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, Maybe four, actually. Maybe five. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Shout out things that come in fives, man. Shout but out. Jeremy Irons has Simon from Dire with a Vengeance, Simon Gruber. Simon Gruber. And, Simon says. And Scar. And Scar. Yeah. Like those he's are two good. great fucking villains. And you know, he's not he's not beloved for for this generally, because they're not really like big beloved movies. I, I'm a I'm a fan, but uh I I was really miffed that we didn't get at least in some form more Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Yeah, I mean that's an the, interesting choice for Alfred that I think I is a think new it's the choice. Best choice. What's up? I think that's the best choice. Turning just having him be Jeremy Irons. No, having Jeremy Irons be Alfred. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a great yeah. choice. I think in terms of what they do with the character, it's up to individual taste. I'm a fan, but I I just would have loved to see more of him as batman's little tech guy but also he's jeremy irons and he still wants bruce to date and all uh, all alfreds want bruce wayne to date what's the name of the uh, for andy circus andy circus playing alfred was fine but jeremy irons is another level another level he's jeremy irons and i love it speaking of underrated i would say that jeremy irons is underrated yeah jeremy irons he should be in more shit and honestly he should be he should be in more shit and he should be considered a equal villain to his brother, Hans Gruber. Cause we all talk about Alan Rickman as like an all time great villain. And I think in terms of performance, Jeremy iron as Simon Gruber is like on the same level of, it might not be as iconic, but it's on the same level of performance. Alan Rickman was a great villain in love. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul Ta. Yeah. Oh, that, 
I miss him. Well, right, no, he, wasn't, anyway. he wasn't a fucking he wasn't a villain in Harry Potter though. Mm-mm. I mean, Snape he functionally was, actually... was until it was revealed that he wasn't. Yeah, and that that was really like what kind of drove that story for me because to be honest with you, like I I only watch the movies and I never read the books. Okay, okay, but like the movies to me seemed like just like the Harry Potter adventures until like the fourth one. Yeah, I think that's true. The third one was pretty good because that was uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, and he kind of defined the tone of the series from then yeah. on out. And then when it when it took a little bit of a darker tone, I was in. But the the first period, yeah. first two movies were like, it's kid uh, shit. What are we doing here? Same directors, Home Alone. You know, it's kid stuff. Yeah, but also those books kind of like grew with the audience because I think they were released to correspond with the ages of readers since one sort of came out every year. But functionally, what I'm saying about Snape is that I was always a little pissed because the whole time you're watching it, you're like, I know that Snape's actually good. I know this. It's I know. Yeah, I did not. I mean, just watching it, though, I'm like, I know that this guy is actually a good guy, even though he's a dick. But they finally do the reveal. And and I say this is someone who enjoyed those books and enjoyed the movies well enough. Like the uh, when they finally do the reveal, like Snape is good. I was like, yeah, but he's still a fucking dick. Like he's the biggest dick. Yeah, like so I, I don't love Snape. He only did he only hate Harry Potter because like it wasn't his kid. It was some fucking thing where he fucked his mom and and no, he I didn't. He know. never he never had sex with his mom. Or, like he wanted to fuck the mom. He was in love with but her. But then he was about it. Yeah. And then he just kind of was like pissy and then was like, well, I'll protect Harry, but I'm going to be a dick about it. Yeah. You know, whatever. He's a real curmudge. <laughs> He's a real curmudge. He's a regular uh, Fletcher from Whiplash, but in magic. <laughs> Why do you think I just threw uh, a, a plant at your head? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be good at drums. Yeah. I want you to be good at spells. You're not pounding the roundies so much, so I'm going to throw shit at you. But anyway. Dude, I would love to see uh, a mashup of just J.K. Rowling screaming at the students at Hogwarts. <laughs> no, J.K. Simmons. Dropping, dropping hard Fs. J.K. Simmons. We don't really want to see J.K. Rowling do anything oh, on screen. Oh, did I say J.K. Rowling? Fuck. He I, did. Oh, my God. J.K. Well, Simmons is yeah, what we I mean, see. She fucking sucks, though. She's yeah. a fucking bitch. She's really leaning into the troll era pretty hard. It's ironic because she, uh, you know, wrote a bunch of trolls into that story. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But so what I love about the period of Star Wars that you're talking about, what I love about the between prequels and the original trilogy is that everything's in disrepair. It's the, yeah. the, you know, in Star Wars, everything's broken. In the prequels, everything's pristine. And as this, uh, as, as the Trade Federation and all that shit goes through, shit is falling apart. And I love that the world of Rogue One and Andor exists when things are like, not quite broken down yet, but getting there. Yeah. And uh, that's very cool. It's so the second game takes place here. And yeah, yeah. And I... I want to piggyback on your point just now and and saying that like when when and we've all looked back at the prequels with with a fond eye at this point. Yeah. Um, We're glad they exist. I remember like going into the Phantom Menace and thinking like everything looks way too polished. Everything looks, looks way too shiny. Looks too nice, yeah. And but it makes sense based on what you just said where it's like this was the, you know, essentially 
the post High Republic era. Yeah. Where, you know, the Jedi Order was still the commanding uh voice of the of the universe. Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at that based on looking at the fucking original trilogy where everything's kind of like dirty, a little bit dingy because that's the state of the universe. And like, that all makes sense. And like, I want to take this moment to use this platform to publicly apologize to George Lucas for what I said (laughs) after I left the clone, uh, the attack of the clones movie where I said that was the worst thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I don't know how it can get worse. And then I saw revenge of the Sith and I was like, that was a great 45 minute film. Uh, where they just fought on Mustafar the entire yeah. time. That was great. I I gotta say though, like think about how like I love Obi Wan. Obi Wan, don't don't feel bad about your hatred of Revenge of the of uh, Attack of the Clones because I like every Star Wars movie to some degree, except that one. That movie has like nothing no, that, that I one, enjoy about it, dude. That's... That one on a rewatch has some very good nuances. The second prequel, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Because yeah. the last time I watched it was before I think Last Jedi came out. I decided to go through all of them chronological in terms of story instead of release. And I did and watching Attack of the Clones. I was like, this movie is fucking ass, dude. But I'd watch it with an open mind because it's Star Wars. So, you know, even bad pizza is still pizza. And I, I like Star Wars enough that I'm in. You see the beginnings of the breakdown of Anakin's mind happen. Yeah. And like when Dooku cuts his hand off or his arm off and like that is first of all, let's get this out of the way. The script is terrible and the they didn't do the fucking a- the great actors in this movie any favors with this terrible terrible s- script. And you the know lines the lines are new dry. technology to be acting entirely in a green box. Yeah. So everyone's a little like green on that front. It's weird. It's 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 rough from a screenplay standpoint. I will yeah. give you that. And but aging I- up like Natalie Portman not aging and Jake Lloyd aging into uh, uh, Hayden Christensen is very weird. That you know what's funny is upsets that me. That upsets I, me in the tummy for some reason. I don't know why. I for the first like four or five years after being introduced to Hayden Christensen, I kept mispronouncing his name as Christian Haydenson. Dude, same. I do that with him <laughs> and uh, I always fuck up and I'm going to focus that I don't. I call, I will call Burgess Meredith, Murgis Meredith sometimes. It just comes out better. And I don't I even know who to. that is. Uh, he's uh he's Mickey from Rocky. You're oh, going to eat right, right. You're going to crap thunder. You know what? You you penguin. you have a great talent of finding a way to bring up Rocky in every episode that we do. It's just so much of who I am. I know. I'm literally wearing my Rocky Run shirt. That I, and there's I did a the Rocky, Rocky poster run. behind you. Oh, yeah. Well, that, and that's just my room. Yeah. yeah and there's boxing. Uh, those are bathrobes. But let's pretend they're boxing robes hanging on my closet doors <laughs> that fell out of the runner. But, yeah. You know. I'll just, pretend. Yeah, pretend. Go with me. Let's live this life. Yeah. Da, da, da. So what you you started to say something about this game? How there's four stances that you can be in. Oh right, yeah. So what, there's what, like, what, like what does that? I don't know what that means. Like, was that an issue in the games? We're like, not enough stances. Well, in too the many first ads. Game you had you had the single blade, and you also had the double blade. Okay. 
Now you have the single blade, the double blade, and now you have twin blades. Yeah. And then you also have um, a blade and a blaster. And you also have the cross guard that Kylo Ren was rocking in the sequel trilogies. But that's more of like a, a Claymore situation where it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. all heavy attacks. Um, I haven't gotten either of those last two yet. I'm only I've only gotten the single, the double, and the twin. I'm curious if it'll make the cool like you know his lightsaber had a cooler noise than the lightsabers. It yeah. seemed more like, like instead of well, when I get there, I'll let you know. Let me know if they put that in the game. It's extremely important to me. Yeah. Shout out Sound Crews. I mean, hell yeah, they're getting it done. They call them Foley artists for a reason. They are yeah. artists. Somebody posted a video of a, uh, it was a, a super cut of a whole bunch of uh, clips from the prequels. And it was largely clips from Attack of the Clones. And they found a metal clanking against metal sound that was used for thousands of times throughout the movies. They were like, oh, it's, you know, like the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. It's the Wilhelm of metal clanking against metal sounds. And it's just a super cut of it happening over and over again in Star Wars. It's fantastic. Nice. And just all over them. So stances. <laughs> Talk to me about stances. <laughs> I just did. That's all I got. I'm only, I mean, I'm only like eight hours in the game and I spend most of that time trying to figure out puzzles. Which oh, yeah. I, I said this to to my roommate, Joe. I was like, why do I keep playing these games where there's so many fucking puzzles? Like, if I wanted to play Tomb Raider, I'd, I'd play Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's Star Wars. I want to cut shit with a lightsaber. That's all I'm here for. Yeah. yeah. What kind of... So it's a game... Is it like a... It's like a walking around, talking around game? Or is it like RPG-ish? Or... Uh, it's uh, kind of a lot. It's an, it's an amalgamation of like... Uh, almost like a Dark Souls kind of game where it's like super hard. You got to like play defense a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like a platformer, like Tomb Raider, <clears throat> and um, you gotta like jump around and like you know figure out how to move different pieces around in the in this temple or whatever, and it's it, th- that's the most annoying part for me. Okay, I mean it sounds cool. I um, I it is it is fun. So but- just play whatever's on Switch. It is fun, but there there are times where I'm just like mumbling and grumbling to myself, like another fucking puzzle. You got to be kidding me! What the dude? Fuck? But a Jedi, you know what a Jedi would do? It solved that puzzle. No, a and Jedi would it. fucking just use his lightsaber and or use I'm sorry, use their lightsaber. Yeah, to cut down everything in their way. Like that's what you should be able to do. Yeah, I want a fully destructible world where I can just move. Like they're like, oh, you got to have a. Uh, a, a a hidden key to get to this temple door. No, motherfucker. I have a light sword. Yeah. I can shove through it and make a circle and just pop through that circle. The only thing that my sword can't cut through is another one of my sword. And it's if that the doesn't only work, thing. guess what? I can use my hands <laughs> to just fucking push with the force this door open. Yeah. Why the fuck do I need a hidden secret key? This is bullshit. I can find the guy and I can say, let me in. And he can say no. And then I'll wave at him and say, let me in. And he'll be like, I'll let you in. I have the credentials. Yeah. yeah. I have the, that's really funny. <laughs> I have the credentials. He has the credentials. That actually, that actually <laughs> did happen in the game. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Like, you can, you can Jedi mind trick some motherfucker and be like, no, nah, I'm good. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm supposed that's to, like... I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. You which, respect me. Which, well, actually, 
to bring to my next point is Jamie Foxx. What's going on? But his best, he, he had the best Oscar speech, in my opinion, ever. I don't remember it. When he won for Ray. Uh, Ray, damn well-deserved Oscar, too. He was great in that movie. He got up to the podium and he was like, my, my mom taught me how to act. And she said, you need to act like you belong here. You need to act like you're, like you're doing all right. You need to act this like a certain way. And like essentially that is being a Jedi. You just got to act like you belong there. And if that is yeah. work, I can force push your way into it. Yeah. And that's why we're not Jedi because I would just definitely, I would definitely probably, uh, I'd say probably I might be an Obi-Wan. But I'd probably be more of an Anakin or like just get the fuck out of my I way. feel like I feel like you would go to the dark side just because you did too many puzzles in the game. Okay. Like that's it. I'm a bad Jedi fucking... now. Listen, I love a good puzzle, right? I love a good puzzle. If I can solve it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I can't solve it, I want to use brute force to get through it. Yeah. And I think that as a Jedi, you should have that option. Because it's not like they act above. As a Jedi, like, you do have that option. They act like they're above brute force, but like we all know that when we watch the movies, we're waiting for them to get to the brute force point of things, which is lightsaber battles and all that fun stuff. And to be honest, like who the fuck gave these guys the power in the first place? Christ. <laughs> all things, all, all things all are possible. Things Chris, Christ. you might want to, you might want to yeah. jot that down. Shout out, Max. No, Shout but like, who who gave them like political power is my is my is my problem. They earned it by acting like they belong there. But you I, you I will kind, vote I for. I kind of me. fucking side. I kind of fucking side with Anakin in the prequels, where it's like, who the fuck said these guys are in charge? Oh yeah, you know. I think that's something that upon repeat viewings, and actually, I didn't love the Obi Wan show, but there was things I liked about I it. I love that show. There was a lot I loved about it, but uh, that helped me that like almost retroactively helped me appreciate the prequels in terms of like i get where anakin's coming from like i was told he was the bad guy throughout those movies but like i could see myself doing all the things he did except maybe you know not doing all the things he did but uh yeah and and i will say i always had yeah i couldn't do that that was the the very first school shooting yeah maybe maybe if one of them one or two of them were a couple of brats but uh i wouldn't have been able to do all of them yeah, they're like, which one of you are Brett? But they, uh, one was like Brats, and I'm like, you're the first to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of me. Younglings. He reminds me of me, and I don't, I, I can't have another one of those running around. I'm already fucking shit up. No, if uh, that Obi Wan show helped bridge the gap between Anakin and Darth Vader for, for for me. I never quite felt, even though they put the suit on Anakin, they never felt like the same guy when I watched you know, an original Star Wars movie. But that's and why I, I, that I, I show love... bridged the gap really well for me. And now I do connect them better. That show for me, like really like further ingrained, just why I love Obi-Wan as a character in general. Yeah. A it's Ewan McGregor. I mean, come on. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. Um, And B it, it just showed that like he, like Obi-Wan was, kind of cut short in his training because Liam Neeson died. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, I'm going to uphold the ideals. I'm going to do my job. I'm just here to be like the most wholesome Jedi I can be. Yeah. 
And that show really drove it home because even in where he was like, I'm just here to protect this idiot kid who's playing with fucking uh, X-Wings as a toy. I'm here to protect this dumbass for some reason. Yeah. And that is my mission. That is all I'm here to do. Yeah. If I do it right, if I go by the book and I do things right, this will be the time that it works. He's very by the book. Thank you for saying that. Very by the book. And that in his character just makes it so much harder to watch when he realizes that he had failed Anakin and not teaching him that way. Yeah. Well, he, he did his best, but Anakin was like too hot, too hot to handle. Anakin's too hot, but I think also in trying to reach Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan's by the book nature ended up being a, a communication breakdown. Yeah. Because if he was more willing to say, okay, I'm going to meet you at your level, rather than just being like, you're the chosen one, this is how we do things, um, I, I feel like maybe he could have reached him a little better. But even that awareness of him knowing that he was the chosen one, like that, that was just too too much of an ego for him. Oh, yeah. If you told and, if some legit entity came to me and was like, you're the chosen one, I'd be like, well, bow down, motherfuckers. Let's well, go. I don't I don't need a I don't need a secret key for this door. <laughs> Guess I'm not going to jury duty next week. <laughs> Fuck yeah. that. I'm out. Uh, sir, why why do you think that you're not suitable for jury duty? Oh, I'm the fucking chosen one. Yeah, Here's chosen my one. lightsaber, and you, you don't get to choose me for your jury. I have been chosen by a higher power. Yeah. You and kill it, and you it kill the defense you. and the prosecution, and they're like, trial's over. It's done. Yeah. What do you want from me? I ain't the chosen two. I'm the chosen one. What <laughs> I say goes. <laughs> what would you What would you say if you were if you were the second second? You're like, uh, well, if this guy dies, I guess I'm the chosen one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm the second. I mean, technically, listen, I'm the Buzz Aldrin to his Neil Armstrong. Yeah. We all love Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, right? So chosen two. Just, I don't think know. I don't think we do. I think that he's a a card carrying Republican. He's the second man on the moon, and he punched a guy in the face who accused him of never actually landing on the moon. He's won me over. All right. We, we, we got we can, we can we can reach across the aisle for buzz i reach across the aisle for buzz we get this yeah. is it's 50 of the country we gotta live here yeah so if i can't reach across to buzz how the hell am i gonna make any progress in this world as Powerline would say if we listen to each other's heart yeah. we'll find we're never too far apart as <laughs> as the recently deceased jerry springer would say take care of yourselves and each other and that's as good as time as any to take a break Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Too uh, hot for hot property. There is no message because we are not ad worthy. On Movie Movie, I recorded my own commercial for the our show and put it in there. So oh, we could right. do something like that. Maybe we'll do that. We'll be I'll back be after more from us. Yeah. More from us after us. Sure. I uh I need to point out a hot property first that just happened. What? This is huge. So we're this is what episode hundred. Where are we at? Like hundred and thirty six. No man. Yeah, uh, we're we're up there. A lot of episodes. It's been a good good time. This is the first time ever that I entered the meeting password from memory. I don't even know the meeting password. 
I just I was like, you know what? Let me uh let me uh see if I can do it by memory because I have it like written down. And I guessed and I was right. And now I'm gonna know it forever because I had that experience. So hot property first. This is episode 127. 127. Okay, that was close. Yeah. So I know we're gonna do some food news and stuff, but I wanna ask you one question about being a Jedi. No. It's happening. You can pick one Jedi power, not the whole force. So you can get force push, hypnotize, you know, uh, limited flight, whatever it is that, you know, feeling of the force. You get one Jedi power. Which one is it? If I do the force push, can I also, does that come with a pull? Um, yeah, because I think when they can pull, I move things both ways. Yes, yeah, it's then force push. Yeah, same. I'm in the yeah. exact same boat. Yeah, I don't need to convince people to do shit. I just need to make shit fly. And you know what? You know what's really great and the most delicious part of this is that I wouldn't fucking tell anybody until mm-hmm. like I was like out at like happy hour with everyone, and I'd be like, "Oh, I left my beer over there." Yeah, and I just fucking like pull it to me and don't say anything about it. And people are like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, I got my beer. Yeah, I got my beer. You, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have any more beer. If you think I'm, or like, hey, should... oh, can I can I grab one of those sweet potato fries? Yeah, you can. All right, cool. And I just bring it into my mouth. It's like, those the little yeah. force things that I think would end up making your life so much better. Because like in the in the movies, it's like, oh, I lifted a spaceship out of a swamp. Okay, whatever. But like, if I can like how... push, just like. You know, like, uh, you know, something's in my way and I just move it out of the way, you know, or like you said, grab your beer from far away. Like that kind of shit would make life so much easier. How powerful is this power? Force push. Is it based on your own strength, though? I I mean, we all know that with the force, it takes practice. Yeah. So it would be something like that. You know, like if I have a really good punch, you know, someone else might have a stronger punch, but the more I practice, I'll have a better punch. So why not a force push? Well, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just, it's your, your coaxing in the world. But you showed some reservation when you said, uh, can I also pull? I'm going to take away the pull. Do you still pick force push? All you have now is a force push. Oh, definitely. You still, still having it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Because if, like, someone's giving me static... Oh yeah, put or, them over there. Or this is actually the best use of this. If I'm in traffic, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like driving with one hand, and like force pushing people out of my way with the other one. That would be awesome. Yeah, just, just pushing people, <laughs> pushing people off of seventy six into the ravine. <laughs> like ah, oh, everything's opening up. So I was thinking, like, with with force push, like, I mean, I just I just want to be able to knock shit over with my force. I guess yeah. force push is sort of what they're using to fly and all of that. So I guess you kind of do get a decent variety if you take force push. But even if it was just being able to push something from a distance, I still think that I'd pick it. You know what? The more I think about it, I would knock people's heads together. At the I movies. would want I would want the pull. I'd want the pull over the push because like you'd be like, oh man, my seats are so bad. I'll just bring the concert to me. Yeah. And then like Bon Jovi's <laughs> well, that, flying that at you. Back to my question, like, yeah. How powerful 
is it based on your own strength? You can't bring an entire stage to you. Well, I'm just but, bringing, I'm bringing just Bon Jovi. <laughs> Mr. Let me tell Bovine you, Jody. Let me tell you, the force pull in a sexual situation. Would oh my be, God, it'd be amazing. Would be very good. You could do so much. Oh yeah. Even just like, even just that tiny bit of like, you know, like when you, when you grab someone and you just like pull their hips into you. Yeah. Like doing that with no hands is oh yeah I'm getting myself turned on thinking about it or doing it with hands and then using the using your force push to like give that move some oomph yeah yeah or yeah. you could be sitting all across the room all consensual like, oh this is yeah with the the operation it's all it's all consensual but like yeah. sitting across the room you're 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 far away you're not close yet and then you could just tweak the nipple with a force tweak. Essential, of course. I don't, this is... I don't think that sound would would be. Very I'm not simple. doing it unless I can make the sound. In fact, the sound is kind of the whole thing for me. I think that sound would definitely change the mood. It would change the mood, but I mean, come on. If you're thinking about coming to bed with me, it's going to be a circus, baby. So that's just the way it is. I've, you're going to hear I've noises. Thought about coming to bed with you many times, and it's... well, stop thinking, start dinking <laughs> I, I was in trouble pretty early on in that one yeah you really you really did not have a landing spot for that one at all i think i pulled it out though we didn't crash the plane <laughs> well Dinkin was pretty thank good god you pulled it out america runs on dinking i'm just um, now now i'm digging let's do some food news let's do some food you said you news. have a hot a hot button item i have a hot button item because it's not really a product we can get it's more a thing that happened in the world of food that i think actually connects to what we've been talking about so i am going to send this to you steven and you are going to tell me what you see all right it's a very uh unique dessert that somebody made and you should be seeing a link from nerdist.com popping up soon yeah i want you to read it out loud to me and do your best to say it out loud why is it not fucking sending? I got it. Oh, you got it? It's not loading, though, for some reason. Oh, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, keeping the Star, we're keeping the Star Wars bit going. Exactly. It is uh, the Flandalorian. <laughs> which is essentially as, as delicious looking as the Met Gala itself. Um... Yeah, this is a yeah, this is a nightmare. It's it's a flan, a flan, flan, flan. I say flan because Flandalorian. Flan. Shout right. out Alba. Um, it's a flan that is in the shape of the Mandalorian, <laughs> and it is a nightmare. It's a Flandalorian. Yeah. Uh, there's a video in the article, and I love that's a good like flan of a TikTok. I love a good flan. I love the Mandalorian. Yeah. But a flandalorian. I don't think those two should, co- should collide. There's a, a video in the article of like the TikTok that this is based on. Yeah, and they and cut his head in half. Yeah, he just it's it shows this very soothing yet unsettling video of a spoon working its way down through the front of the flandalorian's face, cutting it off, like Christian Bale did to Tay Diggs in Equilibrium, or like Christian Bale did to Jared Leto in American Psycho. But in in uh. In equilibrium, he literally cuts down the front yeah. of his face, and his face falls off. R.I.P. Tay Diggs, shout out. Tay Diggs, uh, by the way, our guest next week. Yes, he's coming in. Yeah, uh, to talk about his latest Broadway show, whatever it is. It's Hamilton. 
<laughs> Dude, when I saw um uh uh what's it called a uh, Hedvig and the Angry Inch, one of the jokes is that the show that just ended before Hedvig and the Angry Inch was Hurt Locker the musical. And when you get to the theater, there's programs all over the floor for Hurt Locker the Musical starring Tay Diggs. You know what? Speaking of Hurt Locker, I got to ask you a question. Have you seen the fucking... We're we're, we're pausing food news for a second. Have you seen the fucking trailer and the promotional shit for Twisted Metal, the series on Peacock? I saw... One commercial, and it was Anthony Mackie putting on a a goofy song and then driving, and then the clown at the end just popping up, being like, "Ha ha!" That's as, all I saw. As someone who played Twisted Metal as a as a youth, dude, Twisted Metal was my shit. It was a phenomenal game. Axel in the wheel, yeah. And then if you won, I was always the clown. I was always the uh, what, what's the clown's name? Oh, Ice cream um, man. yeah, Krusty. I was always Spectre. Frosty the Clown, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, what, what what is up with the show and why am I going to watch it even though it doesn't look like they spent a lot of time on it? Well, my question is 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 uh Needles Kane is the uh Sweet Tooth. That's his Sweet name. Tooth, that's yeah. it. Yeah. My question is is Anthony Mackie a good actor? I think he's a damn good actor. I, think I don't he think has, he is. Uh, you're going to watch a movie called Synchronic. In fact, we should do it on this show at some point. Um, Synchronic is an I Anthony think Mackie I think movie. you mean our other show, I Like to Movie Movie. Yes, on I Like to Movie Movie. We should definitely do it in the future. It's a riff on a time travel movie from Benson and Moorhead. And Anthony isn't, Mackie is isn't, legit um, great. Fucking uh, Fifty Frank, Shades of Grey. Frank Grillo in that? No, that's uh that's uh boss level. The Synchronic is more is more dramatic. That is a good movie. Synchronic will break your heart and it has the the headiest uh like time travel element, but it's real fucking good and Mackie's great in it. That said, do I think he works in a limited range? Of course, but he's good within that range. I think that his agent sort of went to bed after he became Captain America. Because Captain all Captain Falcon, but he's the new Captain America, right? And yeah. um, but like I, I, I don't know. Some Anthony Mackie has a weird filmography, and I, I think he's less about. I think he's a good actor that has some strange role choices. I think that in everything I've seen him in, he's trying to be the next Denzel. When we all are, we, we have the next Denzel. It's his son, John David Washington. Yeah, I've. The thing is, if we're gonna harsh on on someone trying to be Denzel, then we're gonna harsh on every man who ever lived after Denzel, including you, including me, and, and Chris Pratt. When I get yeah, and Chris Pratt, and when I when I feel down, I look down at my bracelet that I have that says WWDWD, which stands for What Would Denzel, what would Denzel Washington, Washington do? do? Yeah, and I remember what he would do. And so when I'm down, I go get myself some Oscars. I just feel like he always like is scowling the entire. Also, you know what? Here's, well, he just here's, has that look. Here's my situation. Yeah. Altered Carbon season one was okay. phenomenal. Altered Carbon season two, fucking terrible. And I don't know if it was a screenplay or 
Anthony Mackie's performance, but I just did not like it, and that soured me to Anthony Mackie overall. So you're gonna you're gonna just hang that whole thing on Anthony Mackie's back. But it also like uh what was the other what was the other thing that I I mean, okay, was he really trying his best in the Avengers movies? Was anybody at that point? Besides yeah. RDJ. He wrote that till the end, but like Dude, can you want to talk sleepy performances? Infinity War Part One, Chris Pratt, he is in bed. <laughs> we caught him mid nap, and yeah. he is not great. He woke and, up to punch Thanos in the face. Yeah, and that was actually the moment where people turned on Chris Pratt too, because we also kind of turned on Star Lord. Right, let's, uh, let's get back. Let's to get back to food. This, this is not the this is not the movie podcast. I think we should watch Anthony Anthony Mackie in Synchronic, and you will think that he's good. I'm not on Mackie. You've heard I, of I, Anthony Mackie. Have you heard of Anthony Macaroni and Cheesy? I'm about to send you a link. Oh but, God, here no, we I'm again. just I. That's not true. I made that up. I. You know what? If you sent me a link like the Flandalorian, <laughs> Anthony Macaroni, and cheese. Anthony Mackie made of mac and cheese. Now we have to do it. Now we have to. Do it. <laughs> now you and I, we're responsible for making an Anthony Mackie statue out of mac and cheese. Dude, do you want to? We should make a hot property video of the day that you and I get together and try to make an Anthony Mac and Cheese a bust of it. Because I, I think I can what? make it happen. I'm back on the I'm back on the Anthony Mackie train. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't have to be back on the train, but we want you in the bowl. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. <laughs> Lays Lays introduces three new sandwich inspired potato chip flavors. Yes, I've heard of these. Yes. Do you? Oh, you've heard of them? Yeah, I think we did them on the show. We haven't done these ones yet. Uh, maybe this, I'm 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 all ears. This is news today. I'm I'm all ears. Let's go. Do you want to guess? I'm going to give you four guesses to guess three of the sandwiches. Wait, they're so... they're all they're all famous. Not famous, but like... Oh, I was thinking of the sandwich topper chips. No, those are a different thing. Oh, okay, so these are based on, on actual sandwiches. Lay's okay. is doing a flavor of sandwiches in on a chip. Okay. Uh, flavor one, muffaletta. No, I'm I'm going to give you a pass on that one because I know you love a muffaletta and like that's Man. the most disgusting sandwich. So I'm going to give you... I'm gonna have have you ever had a muffaletta? We've talked about this at length. I hate. But if olives. you're saying that it's disgusting, then and I'm going to. When I was in New Orleans, <laughs> I've been to New Orleans twice. When I was there, I tried one just to get you off my fucking ass. Are you sure you were in New Orleans? Yeah, it has to be something. I, there's <laughs> there's something wrong with this picture. No, I just fucking hate olives. No, I get you. I get you. So let me guess. Um, you still have four guesses, by the way. Okay, give you that one as a free as a freebie. BLT. That is the first and foremost one. Boom. All right. Um, Nashville hot chicken. You're knocking on the door, but that okay. is uh, that is an X. That's a big X for you. Okay. So I'll throw a, uh, is it like a buffalo chicken sandwich? That is exactly okay. it. That is exactly gotcha. it. Yeah. So you have one gotcha. more guess for the third one. Can you do it? With the third one. So we had BLT, we had Buffalo Chicken. Buffalo Chicken. It's just like, I feel like there's things that they've probably done before. I'm going to give you a big old hand here Wait, and so, say that it is my favorite sandwich. Oh, man. I know I, I'm going to feel ashamed that I don't know this off the top of my head. 
it, it is my, it is my it is my equality to the muffletta for you. Okay, okay. Man, I don't, I don't. I, when you say it, it's gonna piss me off because you've spread, you've told me your favorite sandwich. Before. I've definitely told you many times. What my favorite and I cannot is. think of it off the top of my head. See, before before you said that clue, I was gonna guess that it was something along the lines of like a beef brisket sort of thing. Yeah, you would have been wrong. Yeah. So see, I snuck a fake guess in there. But if I'm going based on your <laughs> sandwich, that's how you get things done. Yeah. <laughs> you take little bits. These are little force. Way, way to way to force push your way into that door without a key card. That's right. See, yeah. that's how we do these things. Um man, your favorite sandwich? I would have guessed it was buffalo chicken. Um, they've already done a cheesesteak. They've famous already done in Miami. Famous in Miami. Oh, Cubano. Yes. Yeah, yes. baby. <laughs> the Cubano sandwich. Right on. I'm into all these flavors. These. And you know what's fucked great. up is that I actually hate regular mustard, yeah. unless it's on the Cubano. It, that makes sense because a Cubano is a sandwich that I find to be conceptually similar although different in execution to a muffaletta it is yeah they scratch the same itch (laughs) there's Um, no fucking olives no fucking olives but it's mustard adds the element of the olive because it's It's that bite two types of pork two types of pork yeah oh man that is a damn good sandwich you are correct my favorite cheese it's such a good cheese especially mixed with darker meats i'm getting hungry right now i've been eating oatmeal for like five months dude it sounds insane (laughs) Uh, all right well i got good news for you now i don't like soups and i wouldn't quantify this next article as a soup it is heartier than a soup um it is chili okay wendy's is canning their chili and pushing it to stores okay two things about that positive i'm into it because i've always liked wendy's chili but I know what Wendy's chili is. It's leftovers. And Wendy's, it's leftovers. Wendy, yeah. and that's what chili. I mean, when you make chili, you know, when at its inception, before we turned it into a fun thing, chili at its inception was a way of extending the foods that you have that were expendable, like Dolph Lundgren and Sly Stallone and uh, Jason Statham and Jet Li and all those guys. They're expendable. The um, I just sent you the link. I want you to read me the entire can because. I always did like their chili, but it just seems weird to package something fresh. That's a, that's an ugly can. It is the worst designed can, and I say that as a graphic designer. Wendy's debuts signature chili in grocery stores. Wendy's is teaming up with ConAgra Brands. Now I want to read the can. The can. Read the can exactly. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, Wendy's chili with beans. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I like how they put at the bo- at the very bottom with beans. Well, here's the thing, though. So what with beans is written on is if we're looking at the picture on the can, it's not a picture of a bowl of chili. It's a picture of a Wendy's, Wendy's cardboard cup. cup of chili, <laughs> except it's just labeled with beans. Yeah. And the second can also says with beans, leading me to believe that there's not a beanless version. Like, why do they put two cans <laughs> in this photo? To let, well, I mean, why does Wendy's make square burgers? This is this is alchemy, baby. We don't know now, how it's done. We just know that it's done. Now, go ahead and read after the ad. All right. Wendy's homestyle chili with beans. 
it's called chili with beans. Yeah. Wendy's homestyle. So there's no no beans. Okay. Wendy's homestyle chili with beans boasts 29 grams of protein per can and is made with savory all natural beef along with a mix of peppers, beans, and a rich tomato based sauce. You can find that, Wendy's. That, that, that are, they're boasting. They're, they're boasting. boasting about the 29 grams of protein. That's the funniest thing to be where it's like, yeah. really? Like, it's like Am I going to the gym and then coming back and popping a can open of Wendy's chili? Just drinking it down. Just Get the fuck out of right here. Down. Yeah. Oh, although, I mean, I would probably do that. It wouldn't be because I want the protein. It would be because I'm a fucking disgusting human being. <laughs> <laughs> I would pop that thing open and eat it, eat it cold. Well, well I got to say, I am going to try this just because I, you know, that I don't think the Wendy's near me does chili anymore. And I would love to see if it actually captures the flavor of Wendy's chili, which I do quite like. I think there's a blind taste test in our future. Oh, I love it. Which one yeah. is the can and which one is the restaurant? You're going to have to go to the restaurant and say, I'll take one bowl of chili and With one beans. empty, empty chili bowl, please. Can you put it in a in a plastic cup, though? <laughs> like, the, like the can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go that way with it instead of. Can I get a large Dr. Pepper, but pour the Dr. Pepper out and fill it with chili? <laughs> How heartbreaking would it be if I was like, "Hey, can I get a uh, Wendy's chili with beans?" And they're like, "Yeah," and I pay, and then I'm watching in the kitchen, and they just crack open a can of Wendy's chilies with beans, <laughs> pop it in the cup, and throw in the microwave. <laughs> well, the, no, the magic of Wendy's that, is really that would be heartbreaking. <laughs> that would be heartbreaking. Even, and I hate. I I like. I don't like any. I don't like chili, to be honest with you. Okay, that's surprising, but sure. I mean, I, I'll eat it on a hot dog. Yeah, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. He's not above it. I'm not above it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you, um, I, have, I have another food news if you... Well, I got I got some big news. Okay, because I can, this one can wait as well. Someone might have had Pizza the Hut. I'm listening with a belly full of doubt, but and we've see. we've talked about how nobody can have Pizza the Hut, but I think that Papa John's might have done it this time. Of all people, Papa I know, John's. I know that racist bastard. Oh my god, Papa John's. Introduces... You want to talk about villains? <laughs> Shout out Papa John. Well, it's not even really a pizza, so I can't really say they're out pizzaing the hut. Well, let me be the judge. What are they doing? Papa John's introduces. Papa John's introduces new Doritos Cool Ranch Papadilla. All right. Now, um, for those not in the know, a Papadilla is essentially just a pizza crust uh, with toppings folded onto itself. Yeah. It's like their version of a Stromboli sort of thing. But it's Cool Ranch flavored. And I think that locking down that brand recognition is a huge get for Papa John. I think it's a huge about, gift for Papa, Papa John. But... I mean, I of course mean Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, yeah, Shakaroni. He's the new Papa John. Yeah, I feel Papa Shack. If they changed it to Papa Shacks, dude. If they changed it to Papa Shack, I would order a pizza tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> tonight. I I gotta say, I don't know if it's just because I'm really full because I ate a whole bunch of pasta a little bit ago, but the idea of a Cool Ranch flavored pizza turnover, I would eat it. Like I, I said, fucking, I'm a disgusting I would fuck person. That shit up. It's not doing it for me to think about it though. Like it sounds, it seems to me like it? it would be too much. Oh, I would do it. I, I put my dick in it. I'm talking about like usually when you go ch- 
I don't think they out pizza the hut because when you said it, I didn't go, Oh, I want to try that. I went, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I'm not like, okay. I'm not blown my, away. my point is, is that they locked down a huge brand before pizza hut could. Yeah. But pizza, hut, they don't even they're need playing, brands. They're playing, you know, 4d chess right now. I think what it's going to come down to is the flavor. I, 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 I agree in that it's a huge get for Papa John's. If I taste it and it's a home run, I may be willing to admit that they were out pizzaing the hut, at least in terms of, of concept. But right now, I think hut still takes it. I think this is a great move for Papa John's. Papa it's a great move for top Papa John's and for Sha- especially for Shaq. Especially for Shaq. You know, out pizza the hut though. Shaq is known for his love of Cool Ranch. He does love Cool Ranch. Yeah. I think of Shaq every time my cat wiggles when she's about to attack something just because of that gif of the cat wiggling and then it cuts to Shaq doing the shoulder thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's ubiquitous, yeah. And when your cat hides behind a tree just to, like, look at things. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, is that Shaq? That's Shaq, yeah. Is it Shaq? I thought it was just some other guy. Shaq is like Chris Pratt, man. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's, he's, he's behind I, every tree. He's ubiquitous. And every pizza that you order. He's the and you all and you can always see him because he thinks he's hiding, but he's just too big. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. You're like, is that Shaq behind that tree? Bad or good? So be good for goodness' sake, for Shaq's sake, for Shaq's sake. And you have to leave him a shakaroni pizza. (laughs) You have to leave him a a shakaroni pizza (laughs) and a big glass of milk. (laughs) Big glass of milk. I love the idea of like being like, is that Shaq hiding behind a tree? And it's like, oh yeah, I can see his face above the tree. It's definitely Shaq hiding behind the tree. Does that tree have arms or and Shaq's head, or is Shaq hiding behind a tree? Is that is that tree missing every free throw? <laughs> Did that tree make all its money in college? That's a basketball reference. Uh, dude, real quick point about uh playoff basketball i watched the sixers game last night and let me tell you it was exciting i watched the highlights today because i heard it was so exciting dude i i was glued to my tv set i like i put it on in the background and i ended up just like actively watching it nice let's go sixers huh let's go shout out sixers man yeah shout out sixers and we've had we've had good teams this this season we had the fills yeah, going all the place way teams all around second hey you know what Two second place is is as three, good as one first second, place. Three me. second place teams. Second, yeah. So the union on, lost to uh, a, a a soccer team, and <laughs> which I don't know who they played. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Eagles lost to the Chiefs, yeah. and the Phillies, unfortunately, R.I.P. lost to the Astros, which I. Which, you know, by the way, last weekend they fucking rolled over the Astros and won the series. Why can they play like that in October? It was too cold. All right, you just sent me something here. Yeah, I, it's, it's I too cold. This. Have you have you had this? Have you tried this? I've not tried this because I don't know if my teeth can handle it. I was going to say you have sensitive teeth. Like I have I sensitive teeth, and I have a couple. I remember, of I remember that. that. Unlike you remembering my favorite sandwich. Yes, yes. I I ultimately got there. I got this. Yeah, after I gave you a hint of Miami. I've seen you eat so many sandwiches. I've eaten so many sandwiches with you. You've only eaten, you've only seen me eat chilies. (laughs) I I think I've only ever eaten sandwiches with you. (laughs) That that is also true. So I I should know this, but I've seen a variety. No, I am ashamed. But yeah, so 
this I I did not watch this TikTok, but apparently it inspired a trend of getting a fruit roll up, putting a dollop of ice cream in it, and then folding the fruit roll up around it, and then eating the ice cream. Did you only just find this out? I I found this out three weeks. Oh, sorry, three episodes ago. But we kept not getting to food news, uh, yeah. and so I saved it. So it's a it's an older one. Okay, um, it's an older code, but it checks out. But it sticks. It sticks. With, I'm an old man. It sticks with me in terms of like Star Wars reference. Yeah. Ah, the uh, I feel like the cold ice cream will make the fruit roll up crispy. And then that'll fuck up my teeth. Yeah, I have no interest in trying this. Yeah, it's a, but the person who wrote this article is like raving about it in the article. They're like, I've tried this multiple times and they make a strong case for the idea of like mixing a, you know, a fruity flavor into your vanilla ice cream or whatever. Or, you know, like you have a cherry fruit roll up and a chocolate ice cream, cherries and chocolate, they go together. You know, it's there's so many flavor combinations that are interesting here, but I feel like the textural bullshit that would come with ice cream wrapped in fruit roll up just gives me the willies. Yeah, and thinking about biting into it, like whenever I see somebody bite into like a popsicle, even on like television. I get shivers. Jenna is a big popsicle eater. So we always have popsicles and she will just grab one and crunch it down all the way. And it, she's also mm. never had a cat. Even now I'm like, I'm in pain. Yeah. Thinking about it. I have false teeth. So, uh, you know, I, I have crowns, so I can't even imagine crunching it. Even when I have it down to a, like where it's a slush, I'm still like, I'm nom, nom, nom. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had sensitive it's, teeth my whole life, though, even before. This is something I will not be trying. Yeah, I'm not going to try this. Although, I've had, like, mochi before, and mochi is not wrapped in anything, but it's, like, super frozen ice cream that you eat in, like, a biscuit style. And biting into those usually isn't so, so bad, but I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Mochi TikTok's is crazy. I think mochi, for me, is the line. Yeah. Like, that's as far as I'll go, because I do love a mochi. I love a mochi. I, I, I use to, emojis. I wish they made to emoji, emoji. emoji. Yeah, I went the other way with that. I said I wish they made emojis so I could say how much I love mochi. We both made an emoji mochi we joke. We both made the same joke at the same time in different but ways. We came at it from opposite ends. Yeah, that's why we're here. We meet in yeah. the middle, and that middle is the hottest property of all. That is the hottest property. That's the hottest property of all. So I don't um, know if I have any other food news. Um, I don't. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. I mean, I, I that one I was sitting on for weeks. I have so many tabs open in my phone. I cannot wait to just have one less tab. <laughs> also, Tab Cola's coming back. Is it? It did two years ago. Oh, oh, there you go. Is there a police presence outside of your? A red light keeps going across your your screen. I guess maybe it's just your TV. Oh, yeah, I'm watching the Phillies game. Oh, that's what I see. I saw, like, red reflection. It looked like the cops had showed up. Now, Phillies are winning 5-4 to four at the moment against the L.A. Dodgers. The nice. previous Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay, okay. Uh, I, will, uh, I don't want to ask you how far you've come on your reading goal this year. But I will say that I knocked a book off of my, off of my reading pile that I've had on my shelf for so long that on the back, the price tag is from Borders Books. Wow. That from Borders. is ancient. It's ancient. But shout out, Jeff Long's The Descent. Very good book. 
Is that what the movie's based off of? It's unrelated to the movie. It predates the movie by a few years, but they're not related at all. But it's it's almost like a Michael Crichton novel. Like, you know, in a Michael Crichton novel, it would just be like, ah, machine guns and apes. But then, I like, don't at, read. Uh, well, at the end, you know how an x-ray machine works, that kind of thing. But it's, it's uh, the world finds out. It's a hollow earth story, sort of. The world finds out there's a vast... Uh, underground cave system and in it there are creatures and not only does so this shake the, the world scent. it's not it's they're it's not related that's to the others. exact plot of the movie you gotta listen this is the world's response to discovering this the descent is about six or seven women who get lost in a cave and there's monsters there this is about the world finds out about this and so now we discover uh. that through our history these creatures have emerged and that's what gave us the idea of hell and demons. And so it's essentially the historical concept of hell is, ends up being a real scientific thing. So there is a voyage under the Pacific ocean. There's people trying to see if there's a Satan that exists as a result. It's a wild book, but good stuff. So it's Pacific Rim. It actually has some elements that are similar. It has elements that are similar to Pacific Rim. It has elements that are similar to the descent. And John it- Boyega in the book. It comes before both of them. That's what did you said. did you see the second Pacific Rim? No, with John Boyega. No. Uh, spoiler alert: Charlie's the bad guy. What? Charlie is in it, and he's he's got a beefed up part. And I know he's the first one. Yeah, he got so close to which the... is ironic because he was also with the scientist who played the scientist in. Flowers for Charlie, the episode of Always Sunny. Well, that's probably why they know each other. Yeah. And also why Guillermo del Toro, who directed Pacific Rim, plays uh, Papa. Um, he plays Royal McPoyle. <laughs> who keeps the bird on his head With that Charlie knows parrot, about. Because yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all connects. Which, did you see the trailer for the movie that Charlie directed? It looks not very good. I think it looks incredible. He's doing like a Chaplin thing. I'll still watch it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we we owe them that much. Yeah. Now, did you see the trailer for the new season? No, it just dropped today, and high hopes. I I was lucky enough to have my other two favorite podcasts this week. Oh yeah, be both uh, blessed by Charlie Day himself. Ooh, shout because, them out! What podcast were they? Uh, the Always Sunny podcast, obviously, oh, and. Course. Also, he was the guest on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Oh, I'm going to give that a listen. Yeah. Got to give that a listen. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm saving it for the next time I'm in the car, but I'm excited nice. to listen to it. Yeah. I definitely want to listen to that. They're probably so yeah. funny together. Dude, also, I, Conan, Conan to me is like the pinnacle of who I strive to be as a comedian. He's the best. He's yeah. the funniest, and he works hardest, and he's done a variety of things. And he's legendary because this right now, the WGA is on strike, which I support. Um, uh, They're on strike. And last time they went on strike, Conan O'Brien paid his entire staff out of pocket and kept the show on the air, but uh, paid everyone out of pocket and just did like crazy bits and kept the show funny, kept his staff paid and did it without crossing into scab territory. Conan O'Brien's a goddamn legend. He is a is a fucking genius and he genius. he toes the line between classic comedy and like shock value humor 
Yeah. Which is what I... He's vaudevillian, and he's also uh, subversive and compelling. And a little self-deprecating at times. And super self-deprecating. And then sometimes, like, sometimes hilariously cocky, but in, like, a winking way. Yeah. That's the best. That's my favorite mode of coming. Like, his whole whole joke about how, oh, I went to Harvard, because that (laughs) makes all the difference in my career. (laughs) (laughs) He's so fucking funny. Uh, He's the best. Yeah, right. I would love to. Him and Charlie together is probably tons I'm of fun. I'm so excited. I watched a movie at Springfest called Master Gardener, and Joel Edgerton has a very Conan O'Brieny haircut in it. And nice. it's a it's a heavy drama movie. It's written by oh, yeah. written and directed by Paul Schrader. But there's so many points where he'll like have a dramatic moment, and he just looks so exactly like Conan O'Brien that it took me out of the movie. It's Conan like, O'Brien, What's this goofy guy doing here. For some, for like, call it luck, call it status, whatever, he has trademarked the quaff. It's, he has the best hair in show business. Yeah. Always has. It's and like when the, when the pandemic over. hit and he was like doing his show remotely, I was like, this dude looks like shit because he yeah. had the make the hair and makeup going on because he, like, when it when it's down, he looks like a homeless person. Yeah. But when it's yeah. up, Bob's big boy can go screw. Yeah. Conan's got it. Conan is so important that when Conan first came out, everyone accidentally said Conan. Conan, Because they were so used to Conan, and it was weird to say Conan. Conan the comedian. Now, Conan has taken that over so that when I see Conan the barbarian, I say Conan the barbarian. (laughs) So, like, he, he took the no, correct it to be like me, and switched it. And now we correct ourselves in the other direction. Yeah. And that ta- that's like God level. The pendulum swings the other way. And it's because he, he lifted that pendulum high. Good job, Mr. O'Brien. Uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah. What do you got? Sh- uh, shout out Conan. Um, shout out Conan. And uh, also a big fan. And um, you can check out our other show. Uh, I like to movie movie at movie movie cast. Uh, you can check out this show, of course. Please leave us a comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff at Hot Property Pod on all of the things. And you can check out my website, scullyvision.com, with links to everything I do. Follow my dog at BB8 underscore the Corey. And if you don't, I'll kill you. <laughs> Plain as day. I've seen it happen. Yeah. And it was and it was hot. Or I will send Chris Pratt to go to your house because he is everywhere ubiquitous yeah and that's <laughs> been hot property and how do we do the sign off as always as always it's got to be good, be good. and it's got, got to, be, to live. be live as always it's got to be chris pratt to be right behind me <laughs>